Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, let's do it, guys. Are you ready or what? Yo. Celtics. What up? Against the Toronto Raptors, 109 to 97 in this one. And uh, what, five players in double figures? None of them were Jason Tatum, but we'll see how everyone <laughs> feels about that because this, this game, of course, wasn't pretty. It wasn't the prettiest he, he game. He was in double figures, actually, Josue. Double well, figure I mean, assists. Free throws. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Double figure assists. He actually flirted with the triple, triple, uh, triple double here without scoring. Yeah. So I, you know, we'll see how everyone reacts to that. I think it's a good thing, but of course, we'll see how. Oh, that's some spin. How Jimmy and and, uh, and Bobby <laughs> feel about it? Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning. I'm of course Josue Pavone. Asha Rod Blakely is going to join us in a little bit to break this one down. How are we feeling about this, fellas? Let's just start off with that. I mean, uh, we gave John the the night off. I, I wonder how he's going to respond to this one. I'm sure we'll get his two cents <laughs> about this game. I'm sure he's watching. But how are you guys feeling about this one, Bobby? Let's start with you. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to be upset with the game that Tatum had. I mean, we kind of mentioned it, like I hinted at the kind of game we'd be happy Tatum with Tatum having at this point in terms of him transitioning to full facilitator mode. Not exactly what he did here. It's not like he took seven shots. He was trying to get himself out of the funk throughout the game. But he did largely take on a facilitator's role, and I think this is where he's at now, about as close as he can get to the Jimmy Butler game, you know, laying off the scoring, focusing on getting other guys going. His facilitation disappeared through the middle stretch of the game, but at the beginning and at the end, in terms of setting the tone where the Celtics have struggled most, he made some serious strides there. In a 10 assist game, high for him. I think if you look at the free throws that they generated, he set up quite a few of those plays. I don't want to create a whole new potential assist stat here, but Please you know, he was he was I'm assisting sure on quite I'm a bit sure of will. Quite a bit of their trips to the free throw line. So, you know, you count those as good passing, good setups as well, even though they don't count as assists in the score box. Overall, I thought the team just moved the ball about as well as they have all season. And the Raptors hung in it. I thought they ran so hard in transition that they basically wore themselves out and were out of gas in the fourth quarter. So that's fine. And you beat a team that you should, finally. Like, you know, there's a nice bounce back win from the Spurs. Nothing crazy. Probably should have went 3-0 and or 4-0, whatever. I think you play the division opponents four times. You should be 3-0 and against Toronto right now. That opening night game was a pretty big disgrace. But a bounce back and navigate as well offensively against this team as they have. Impressive. You know, Josh Richardson, good game. Marcus Smart, another great game. This month has been awesome from him. And then we're going to talk plenty about Grant tonight, I'm sure. Another good game from Grant. Yeah, I thought this was a good team win. Um, when you look, when you watch the game, nobody really stood out like they took the game on their back and you know carried this up to victory um you know tatum another tough tough shooting night streaky player now 
Um, you know, he was cold for a while to start the season. Then he got hot for about a week and now really searching for a shot again. Um, and then the only way he's going to find it is by keep shooting. So um, it's good that he didn't need to score 25 for them to win this game. Like, like Joe Sway like said up the top, um, was it like five Joe players Swed. in figures? Joe yeah, Sway, yeah. figures. Two for, two for 16 for Tatum. I mean, yeah, two for 16 two is... For, I mean, we've, we've seen this a couple of times this season. I'm, I don't think you can really surprised, put... But I like the way he responded, I guess. I'll put it that way. I mean, I don't know how much of a positive spin you can put on two for 16 performance. Yeah, he did set up free throws and all that stuff. And he did, um, you know, like I said, he had 10 assists and seven rebounds. So he did other things out there. Um, you didn't get a, you didn't get like an unreal performance from Jalen Brown tonight either. So you had your two stars who had pretty um, subpar performances overall, and you were still able to win because of some of this depth, that this newfound depth that the Celtics have here with Grant. Um, Richardson back um, healthy again, and and he's been really one of their most consistent players to you know from start to finish this season. Um, you know he's been a real big surprise. I know we talked about him a couple week, a week yeah. or so ago. Just how we're all kind of wrong on him. Um, I think we all thought that he would be like maybe the least least liked player or something like that along those lines. Just you know well, we no, wanted to see the other guys. Was, was we were more excited about his defense than his offense. We're like the offense would be a bonus at this point. But I mean, look look at it. Well, we didn't. Points. We didn't, of, we didn't know the Celtics. We didn't know the Celtics. Six of eleven, though. He, yeah, he was right. he was the he was the mid range king tonight. Yeah, he was killing it. Yeah, and you're fine with mid range. You know, we, we can kick around if the mid range is back in the NBA. But you do see a lot of teams that can't shoot threes, like the Celtics, start to head to that area, like the Spurs, for example. Uh, you you take buckets wherever you can get them when you're a pretty inefficient, low scoring offense, like the Celtics have been this year. And he's giving them, you know, 50-ish percent shooting from the field. And you'll take it if it's coming from mid-range. His foot is on the line in the corner like it was for one of those shots. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, his shot looks pretty comfortable in between. And, uh, you know, he, he just gets it off, which is what they need right now. It's, it's offense wherever you can find it in this group. And, you know, Payne Pritchard, that was the guy I was hoping would pass him in cool. that regard. And he is miles and miles behind richardson right now i there's almost no chance he catches richardson this year he's still out in uh, already he's still out yeah, in oregon i think that's true i mean romeo langford gave you uh that that nice drive that cutting look from jason you got Sherrod now there he yep. is but so for the most is... part hey there's Sherrod is. Hey, there he is Sherrod, let's get your let's get your take on this game before we get into the uh the other guys that we were getting into you know that's the cool. uh the, the the unspoken heroes that, that that came up big tonight including uh richardson well, the, the best part about this game is it was a night where Jason Tatum was very un-Jason Tatum-like, and you still got the win. I mean, yeah. he was dropping dimes galore. You know, you look at him this season, he's only had like three games this year where, he, where he's had six or more assists, and guess what? Shocker, they've won every one of those games. So this is – and when you look at the course of his career, when he's had six or more assists, they've won like – I'd say like 63, 64% of those games. So Jason Tays, the facilitator, yeah. is very good for the Celtics. Obviously, that's not necessarily the thing he does exceptionally well, but it's something that on there's certain nights when his shot's not falling. This has to be the default button that he hits. I got to get other guys' shots. I got to make Marcus Smart look like, you know, a, a, an exceptionally was, great was shooter. That his I got to make Grant Williams look very un-Grant Williams-like, and he did that. Was Mm -hmm. You think he came in with a passing mindset, Sherrod? Because he took a ton no. of shots, too. No. Hell no. Jason Tatum had come to the damn game looking to pass. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, to me, it became a function of him realizing 
that this is just not my night. And I, I love the fact that Jason made that pivot to being more of a facilitator rather than forcing the action. Because we've seen a lot of games where he'll miss seven, eight shots, and he'll just keep jacking. Uh, he'll have guys wide open just begging for him to pass the rocket. He'll just keep jacking. Tonight was not one of those nights. He recognized that it wasn't his night to score. It was his night to be a facilitator. And I give him props for that. He, he absolutely gave the game what the game needed. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, because there were certain know. stretches where he made that pass like the very last second. And he almost surprised his teammates. They're like, oh, wait, no, you thought I was going to take this? No, I'll get it right back to you. Extra pass to Marcus Smart. You know, extra pass to Grant Williams. And then you, on the other end, right, they try to give it back to him. I thought one play in particular was when Marcus Smart in transition got a nice look for, for Tatum. And he didn't. He was unable to convert it, but it was those kind of looks that will help him get his game back. And, of course, attacking the basket, which he started to do, and then finding other guys, finding cutters. You know, swinging the ball, even though he wasn't quite sure if he was going to get it back, which is, I think, someone that, you know, for someone like Jason Tatum two weeks ago, he's like, no, 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 give me that shot. I want to take this one. I have to put this team on my back, and that's the way we have to get out of this one. But that wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I, mean, get- I thought Tatum's, his whole game was just really, you know, just having the power to pivot to a style that we've been be- that fans have been begging for him to do more of when he has those nights where things aren't going his way. If you can't score – Find other ways to help the team win, and he did that with the pass and so and and rebounding, which I think he's that's been a part of his game really. Oh, all he's been long. excellent the last week yeah. or so in that regard. Yeah, he's been really good, I think, for the most part this season when it comes to rebounding. But finding ways to help the team win other than scoring, which I thought he did a great job of that tonight in, in passing, and obviously that had a lot to do with the fact that his shot just wasn't falling. But give him credit for recognizing how he had to put put his imprint on the game and it wasn't scoring tonight it was obviously getting others involved and letting them do the work grant williams going to work um, yeah man i'm i'm, I'm still letting that out. one marinate that one hasn't fully marinated on me <laughs> no, he yet. showed out nice he to see balling. some guys moving off the ball and such him and richardson do that they're the best two on the team in that regard it it really allowed tatum to open up because you know, I I asked Richardson this before the season started, and I did think it was revelatory because when we talk about Tatum not passing, I think what gets underrated is other guys don't get themselves open or, like, right. make themselves available to him, Brown especially. Um, but Richardson said you got to make yourself available to Tatum. you got to find the ball, and he does that. He's one of the few guys on this team that actively moves off the ball, uh, frees himself in open space. Mm-hmm. Grant does that so well. So those are guys you got to play a ton to open up the offense here. It has been so frustrating. Never mind the three-point shooting, Smart's decision-making, all the stuff that annoys us about this team. They lack a movement off the ball. Like when you go watch the Heat or some of these other teams like the Jazz, like they move off the ball and get themselves free. When you just see like four guys with their hands like this at the three-point line for the Celtics, that, that drives you crazy. And it's nice to see a game like this where they were a little more active. Teams like Miami, as you pointed out, there's a certain intentionality about them when they're on offense and making sure everyone is involved, whether it's moving to screen for someone to get open or whether it's just simply moving to force the defense to shift a little bit. The Celtics yeah. don't do enough of that. The Celt- But the, here's the thing, though. They have the ability to do that. We've seen glimpses of that. They just don't do it consistently. Everybody enough. has the ability to do that. It's like, yeah, it's like teams, passing the ball. Some teams are just jacked up where they they it, it ain't in their DNA. They're not trying to mm-hmm. that's not who they are. Um, I think that I think that's part I think that that's part of the Celtics DNA. I really do. When you look at the guys that they have, you don't have guys who are great ISO break guys down. They have to move in order to get open and to knock down shots. Uh and there are other teams where they have guys who think that they can just get any shot they want to. 
which leads to like four, five, six turnovers. Uh, but yeah. and, and again, tonight for them to do it, and you don't have Schroeder, you don't have Rob, you you know, you you you're not nearly whole as you would ideally want to be, and you go on the road. Hell, you go in another damn country and beat a team that is thirsty, thirstier than you for a win. Uh, the Raptors were, and and you still were able to not only win, but the fourth quarter, which has been your Achilles heel. Because remember, the Celtics are the lowest scoring team in the NBA in the fourth quarter, and yet that is when you put this thing away. Right. I mean, that's that that's what makes this win so I think important for the Celtics team. It's not again, it wasn't the prettiest win, like I said from the top. You know, it wasn't the prettiest win. They didn't go by it the whole the whole stretch of the way, especially with someone like Jason Tatum that was ice cold. But they adjusted. And you look at the stretch from the, the beginning, from start to finish, one thing that, I, that stood out to me the most was what they were able to do in cleaning the boards. They were leading in rebounding. And against a team like this that I think that the Southerners would have probably struggled against, right, a few weeks ago, they struggled with their athleticism and with their size, especially not having Robert Williams out there. I think that's effort, guys. I think that's effort. I think that's seeing everyone buy into the system again. And, of course, every single body, including – your star player and Jason Tatum. That that was huge for this for this team, and especially in that fourth quarter, where if he really wanted to, he could have tried to force the issue, but he didn't. He stuck with the program. Hey, you can't talk rebounding and not talk about freedom. Our guy, our guy, freedom. Freedom. No, there it is. Our guy, yeah, freedom. I was gonna say it first. There you go, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, as of tomorrow, he will be known as Ennis Cantor Freedom. So congratulations. Well, they have to Cantor. say it after the uh, one, two, three. Free, they have to say it now. They have the game to. We're going to say right. it forever. There's no way we don't. Yeah, but, can't I mean, it up, we talk about effort, energy, and, you know, giving the game what it needs. I mean, that's been Cantor since he's finally gotten the playing time that he's, you know, probably deserved. Um, he seems like a player that um, is carving out another, another guy, another player who's carving out a role for himself here yeah. um, in the same way. Ten Grant rebounds has. in 21 minutes. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's another, another good plus minus tonight. The what? weird thing about Cantor, though, he's been doing this shit ever since he's been in the NBA. Right. I know. <laughs> That's, That's why, like, like for me, I couldn't. And, and again, we don't we don't have access to practice. We don't see what happens in shooting around. So we don't really know why Cantor wasn't playing earlier. But At it didn't all. make it. Well, the only thing that made sense was that maybe he isn't quite the rebounder he used to be. Maybe he's not quite the player we have seen in the past but mm-hmm. clearly that wasn't the case i mean he's right. doing the things now that he's done throughout his yeah, entire he looks career. better almost yeah which which makes you kind of scratch your head wondering like why was why didn't why we did see it this take, earlier yeah why did it take like rob literally you know not being able to play and well i think for- i think i think what coaches get scared of and we talked about this when we were debating playing them is just tearing apart what they've built defensively and he hasn't done that and I think the good thing about this team that we're seeing, and I thought they had a chance to do this with Pritchard in terms of squeezing him in the lineups, but they've been able to squeeze Cantor in the lineups and not have it hurt them because the defenders around them are so good. Like guys aren't getting beat to the basket. They're not easily getting into the pick and roll against them. You know, Ime's doing some good stuff with them, like, you know, throwing doubles on the ball and having Grant rotate backside on the roller. And, you know, these other guys that can just help him in that regard with the pick and roll defense. But you know what, Bobby? The, the the difference I would say between Cantor and, and Pritchard is that Cantor has a very clear and undeniable strong suit when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. That even though we know we know what the Cantor defensively looks like and we know how problematic that is, there are clear and undeniable things he can do to help you win games. Pritchard, yeah, right. what's he bringing me? No, he's not, not making there. shots. He's not a facility. He's not really facilitating the no, way you, you want. You can just stop right there. He's not making yeah. shots. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a brutal turnover. That one where he was on one side of the court and tried to pass it to the other side of the court where it got picked <laughs> off. And I mean, 
you can't do that. And, and listen, you... Schroeder, if Schroeder wasn't in the mix, you he would be, you know, by committee, he would, you know, you have to put him in the mix there more often. Right. But you got Schroeder now. So whether you're talking about playmaking or just overall executing offensively, getting to the right. bucket, it's not close. Never, he, he pales in comparison to Schroeder. And again, ta- I, I said this from the beginning of the season. Without that shot, that's the only way he could separate himself from the pack. And, and, yeah. and I'm not talking about the, the, the Marcus Smart and Schroeder pack. I'm talking about the Romeo pack, you know, the uh, the, the the Grant Williams Romeo. pack. A few weeks ago, he broke free from that pack, you know. Richard here he is yeah. you know, as a starter now, you know. Yeah, Romeo, yeah. your boy, right. He yeah, hasn't so broke free from the boards. You know? All right, the Garden Report postgame show, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Just go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We've got it all going right now. You got basketball, hockey, NFL yeah. football, NCAA football, horses, MMA, golf. Is there still golf? If there isn't, there there's, will be there's, there's, there's always golf. golf there's on. always some yeah. kind of golf. Props, live betting, all kinds of weird stuff. Out outside of the sports realm, anything you want to you know place a bet on? Yep. BetOnline's got it. BetOnline.ag. Code CLNS50. 50% welcome bonus. Go check it out right now. And as always, make sure to gamble responsibly. Yeah, yeah Canthers right. rebounding is just awesome too. Like you th- you start to think about I don't think rebounding is immensely important in the league today. Like it just doesn't correlate Ooh, with winning. What's that the night, Bobby? But no, when you do like it that, that guy, it when you do it that well, like he does, like right. seventeen per thirty six, which is just a ridiculous number. Uh, there is like, an art to rebounding. Guys know where to be, where to stand, where the ball is yes. gonna, you know, go off the. And rim when you're and playing you know, a team like the Raptors, who you know they're terrible in the half court, a big way they like make Robin up their points the is chasing dance. the offensive boards. You know, like he just swallows them up. But like, there's well, no chance you're getting an offensive rebound. Over well, that's the thing, and there. that's what the Raptors do well, right? Second chance points. You know, the energy and the effort plays. So if you have a guy like Cantor out there, sort of disrupting things, <laughs> we don't even misses. have a Cantor banner. Here we are, second second segment, Cantor. Yeah, right. Well, anyone who saw the game knows what he did. They don't need the banner to remind them. But um, <laughs> and the stats don't sometimes. We, do we said it already. We say uh, eleven rebounds in twenty minutes. That's all you need to know, right? By the way, yeah, uh, ten rebounds in twenty-one minutes. And what, like eight me. points or something? Nine, nine it's a points. plus what? Plus fifteen or something? Yeah, something plus, plus 15, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great. You know, that's and those are the types of performances that you've kind of been getting from him off the bench, serving a role that honestly, the way it looks, they're going to need help at the at the five position all year. Whether it's Rob not being healthy enough to play, or Horford needing some some burn. I mean, some rest. He's You're a gonna great third center, right? Like. Totally. Can't beat oh, yeah. That. Hell yeah. I don't know, fellas, but if you're going up against some of the best teams in the East, someone's got to protect that room. No? That's right. Yeah, and there's weaknesses, but that's I mean, why you get he's a great coming third to town here on a you know two million dollar deal. And, oh, great point, Jimmy. Man, like you're gonna want to play him against Embiid after what he did against him in the bubble, just mm-hmm. in terms of holding his ground down there. That was a great job he did in that series. I do want to look up the number. Uh, and he doesn't back down to people either. Ennis doesn't back down out there to anybody. Ennis Cantor, plus 12 per 100 now. You know, small sample size, but that's just incredible when you think of, like, his career splits. Mm-hmm. Um, that leads the whole team at this point. Plus 12 per 100. Better than Rob, better than Jalen. He's been good when he's played. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, with, with him, you know, your, your, your concern is always going to be on the defensive end of the floor. And to your point, Bobby, they've done a really good job of masking his defensive deficiencies and then i i think it's again 
it's easier to do that against teams like Toronto only because they don't have that dominant low post offensive juggernaut that can just cause Ennis some problems in a one-on-one situation. And frankly, Toronto, they didn't have that. I mean, Scotty Barnes is really good and so is Van Vliet, but they don't have that wing proven, established guy that when you when teams set up their pick and roll and they get that defensive switch where he's matched up against their wing, that's a problem. Philadelphia is going to be a different kind of animal because of Embiid. That that's a game changer for mm-hmm. Ennis, and it's a great it's a great opportunity for him. I mean, to really solidify his his role in that that rotation. See, I think that's a big part of why Grant has to be part of the mix here. I, I mean, granted, his 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 skill set, the way he can stretch the floor is one thing, but him and and those defensive switches, those pick and roll switches, like that's going to be huge for the Celtics moving forward. If he can really anchor that down and be someone that they can rely on going up against the Joel Embiid's and the, you know, Antetokounmpo's and the Bucks and the Bam Adebayo's and the Heat, you know, those teams will kill you off the switches, you know, and especially if this team is is uh it's going to be in, in one of these matchups against this team without someone like Robert Williams. You know, Grant and Grant's doing well. I, I think Grant's production that goes a long way because he fits he fits in so many different lineups, and his confidence is sky high right now. Right you now, know, he's the most improved player on the team. Of oh, the guys that were that came back from last year, Grant agreed. Williams is the most improved. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, at both ends For of the sure. floor, just all, all around, which which is surprising because I thought he'd be better, but damn, he's he's like like rotation solid right now, which I don't think I would have said that a month and a half ago. Yeah, nobody is Sherrod. You know, he's Sherrod. That's Jimmy's he's guy. On the, He's on the top of the list of uh, of, of the, the waiver wire on fantasy basketball. He's, he's reached that level. Right? No, he hasn't. Hell no. Someone's oh, picking him shit. up. He isn't up there yet. Depending on how many teams, depending on how many teams is in your league, teams are, they, you might not see him on the waiver wire anymore if you check your fantasy. If you're playing, right. he's one of those guys. You lie. players on your team. Yeah, maybe you maybe you put. If you're picking up Grant Williams, morning. You're, tomorrow morning you're he'll be on not. that list. I guarantee you. Watch no, <laughs> waiver wire Grant Williams. Your team is in bigger trouble than than than. That says ten percent. Ten percent roster. Yeah, and those ten percent. That's not bad. Plus, he was zero. Ten percent are probably in the in the last place of their league. I'm willing to bet that ten percent that picks him up are the bottom three in their league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not picking yeah. him up. You trying to get some W's? No, hey, ten percent has to be higher than what it was last year. That's for damn sure. So he's Everybody doing. He's definitely improved. We all can agree he's improved. That's um, about we'll an eight percent bump from last year. Yeah. For sure, um, but if, listen. Yeah. But if you if, if you're starting him on your fantasy team, you're in for a world of hurt because he ain't got a lot of he ain't putting up fantasy. Hey, hey, I yet. just think you start him. Hey. Okay, I think you pick him up. All right, you put him on the bench. Never mind. So Screw bit. fantasy. Do that on a different show. Do you start him <laughs> on the Boston Celtics? No, no. Joe, Ooh, that's a Joe, quick if no. Everyone's healthy. No. Oh, if no, everyone's healthy. No. Yeah. I mean, even when everyone's healthy, though. I mean, John brought this up two weeks ago to his credit. Why do you always want to bench? Robert Williams. Okay, that's what I'm this is about. I'm not benching Rob. I'll bench uh, Horford. I think he needs to lighten his load a little bit, and he was good, better today. I thought the Spurs game was his worst game of the season, and had a bad one against Brooklyn before that. I'm okay with taking six, seven minutes off, you know, Horford's per game basis here, and I don't even think you'll do that much because you'll sub in Horford pretty quickly for Grant. But what you, you need like that shooting Bobby? with the Bobby, starting What unit. would you like to see Al's minutes at, though? Seriously, like just. I mean, right Perfect now he's. Who's Al, how many is Al playing? Mid-20s? Right now he is at. Don't have the He's like minute. mid to high twenties oh, yeah. now. I think. Yeah, he's at twenty eight. You probably want him close to the 24, 25. like a perfect split at the big man spot. That's what we pictured coming in. I thought. Okay. 
Because, um, you know, he's staggering with Rob right now as a double big or Grant, whoever it ends up being. Uh, so he plays a little bit more in that regard. I just think you got to scale it back a little bit, maybe even give him a chance to have an off night. I think he's had, what, one off night this year? Yeah, because uh, I think so, Al was at 26 tonight, which I thought was a good number for him. Yeah, and his average yeah. is 29. So he's a little higher than that on a per-game basis. But, yeah. you know, I like don't he, think you have to scale it back too much, just a little bit. Cantor helps, and I think Grant helps in a big way. Yeah, I mean, Gr- Grant's really not yeah. big. Go ahead, Jimmy. It's, no, it's a lot less crazier now talking about the idea of Grant starting than it would have been, you know, if you're talking about it a month ago or obviously last season, you wouldn't dream about it. But the way he's playing now, if he can be a compliment – and that, listen, we're not saying strike Grant because he's, um, you know, a top five player on the team. Yeah. What people are saying, what, what John's just saying is adding a complimentary piece to that lineup might, extenu- you know, extenuate, like, other player. Like, it'll, it'll allow Tatum and Brown to maybe do a little bit more, um, you know, and, and, you know, Grant being the, a player that's not demanding the ball. He's just kind of doing the little things, you know, looking for the open guy, you know, getting, getting rebounds, doing the energy, stuff like that. Um, it just mixes up a little bit. And then you get a solid veteran in Al Horford coming off the bench and sort of anchoring that second unit. Now, if everyone's healthy, you've also got Schroeder coming off the bench too, I imagine now um, in this scenario. So you've got a pretty strong, you know, one through seven, uh, you know, first two guys off the bench are theoretically starters on a lot of teams, including the Celtics team. They could start too. It's just kind of just moving players and pieces around to see what fits. Um, I don't hate it. Um, I don't know if I don't know if they'll do it, um, but I don't hit. And, and like you said, Bobby, it gives gives Al a little bit more rest. And I think the last thing you want is for Al to hit a wall at game like 50 of the season, and now you're really in trouble because you're already pretty thin at that position. So you really should be um, taking it a little bit easier with him, anyways. And you yeah. can always play off the whole Al and and Schroeder, you know, having played so many years together in Atlanta. Uh, so there's a chemistry there that would. Helps solidify that bench a little yeah, bit. Give yourself, uh-huh. You give yourself a real second unit there. Uh, right. You and know, then, a chance, it, chance to destroy teams in that spot. Right. And then you got, I mean, the way that Jay Rich is playing, you know, we, and we, we talked about him earlier, but, yo, I did not know yeah, his mid-range, I, I shouldn't mid-range leave him game was too. good. I mean, his mid-range game mid-range is tight. King. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean put him, put him in the mix there and coming off the bench, and you, you've got, you know, a good eight-man rotation throwing Cantor now, and, like, all of a sudden, like you've got some reliable veterans. You could play Horford really with Cantor. No, you know the problem with Sherrod? Yeah. They didn't let him live. Okay, they were like, nope. You either have to shoot the three, or you have to go. You know, make right. your make your push to the rim. All right. So he tried to match the three. Damn, he had those two right. off seasons. Right now, now he's found his sweet spot. And Ime is like, go ahead, go ahead. You know, do your thing. That's your spot. He's got freedom. Yeah, I, he's got Cantor. He's with got him. freedom. Right. He's got the Cantor with him. Okay. <laughs> Right. Freedom is that going to go on Cantor's jersey? You think this yeah. freedom thing has many, many meanings to it for this team? I think I think this is going to be like a this is going to be like they're in Butu, so to speak. Right? Once, it's, uh, <laughs> once it's legal, Damn. I'm sure it'll be on there. I like James Posey is like what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just to get back to Grant for a second. Like this is what oh, we God. were looking for from one of the young guys. Like I, I know I said I was excited. You your Grant you guys- quota. <laughs> well, listen, it's exciting. If Romeo was doing this, or you know, one of the guys we all picked going into the season, Pritchard in my case, like we'd be waving a flag and like doing backflips right now. No one gets excited about Grant, but this is the Except kind of you, progress. Bobby. Yeah, you do. Well, I, Grant, no, I'm Grant excited and Nick about Folk. him just because none of these young guys, these four young guys, showed any upside for years. 
and it continued right into the season. And now we're 20 games in, and Grant's been doing this every single night, all the things we like that he's doing right now. It's sustainable. I think it's been one of the most reliable things they've had this year across the board. Uh, and it's small, but the things he does that they need so much that it like hits you in a big way, whether it's just a cut or a catch and shoot three. No one else can hit those right now except him. Every time it goes to him, he's hitting them. Gets on the boards. Or even just like the stuff he said after the Spurs game. I, I throw leadership into this too. I don't know if they're receiving his voice. It's hard to tell because, you know, we're not in there the way we usually are. But the stuff he said was a real earnest um, and I thought well thought out <laughs> attempt at, you know, poking at Tatum a little bit for his approach, calling out the whole team for just making excuses and leaning back on excuses um, and overall just trying to get them going, you know, saying that this isn't acceptable. We can say injuries and all this stuff all day long. We're young. But, like, now's the time. We got to win now. That was the line I loved from him after that game. And for him to go out there and back it up with his play, like, he couldn't do this if he wasn't playing. But he's playing well enough for him to be able to go to the podium and, you know, speak his truth on this team right now. And no one else is doing that. I mean, Tatum thought they played well after the Spurs game. So, I mean, there's a real difference there in approach in terms of leadership and accountability. And who knows? Like, I don't know whether it was Ime or him or – collection of the both but they kind of got tatum going into this game now true did you guys see the stat on grant williams flowing out there you mean the minus 10 plus minus no oh, no oh, <laughs> oh sorry not that one this one is uh this is hey we don't talk the only player in the nba now i'm gonna say according to uh taylor snow of celtics.com only player in the nba uh 50 40 and 90 50, yes. 50. 1, uh, 51.4 uh percent from the floor uh, 50, uh, 43.1% from three, 90.3% from the free throw line. I have to fact check that, but. The alarms went off right when he hit the free throw. There goes Jimmy. Jimmy's um, going to go fact check that right now. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate you. No, it's hard to believe, but he he's that good from three. He doesn't Screenshot that moment. Screenshot that stat because uh, we may never see that again. We may never well, see those numbers. About Grant, though, we have to give him credit from from the very beginning. Like Grant's always gotten the the he'll do anything for the, for his head coach to run through a wall. So this this match between him and Emi Doka, it's like a perfect match, right? He just maybe he that's the kind of coach he needed to to break through, to break free. I mean, has he, got, he broken free yet? Maybe it's too too early to say that. But look, the numbers don't lie, right? As they say, he got dunked on and just kept rolling on Wednesday. That was good. Uh, That's how you're supposed yeah, to be yeah. like that, though. I and and, and, and that, most players yeah. aren't. Most players, if they get dunked on, they're either trying to dunk at, on the next possession or they're trying to make a shot or they're trying to do something to distract you from the fact that they just got dunked on rather than just play. So I, I give him credit. I give him props for that. I give him props for <laughs> He that. ran up the floor real quick. He really just kept playing. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, try, thinking Bad that voice. nobody would notice. In fact, that's literally all we noticed. Right. Well, it's okay, Grant. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I am yeah, in. What did I miss? See, it's so tough. It's so tough because, like, it is all about, like, all right, if you're going to start Grant, who you sitting? And I know I've advocated for Schroeder starting because I think he brings certain things to that lineup. It's almost like you want seven starters because all these guys are so one dimensional, per se, that you need all this stuff to really make it come together. I just know the double big probably is the way head. to go. I'm shaking my head on the shooter thing just because I, I love him coming off the bench. Yeah. I love seeing Dennis, a guy that I know can score in this league, a guy that I know 
if the tempo is 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 at a high pace, he's going to keep it there. If the tempo is not great, he's going to push it. He's going to be in some way, shape, or form a difference maker when he gets in the game. And I love having a guy with that capability coming off the bench. That, to be honest with you, if you put him in a starting lineup, I think over time he's going to lose that impact because you're playing with a Tatum, you're playing with a Brown, you're playing with these guys that they have their own flow and rhythm about them. And while you can play with them. I'm not sure they can play with you. Whereas coming off the bench, I love Dennis in that role. And if you and again, Bobby, I, I will. I'm not crazy about the idea of having Al come off the bench, but I'm I much more am amicable to that than having Schroeder in that starting lineup. I just don't I think over time that's going to work. I I think Al coming off the bench could work. Uh, it could be really good uh, because I think it strengthens that second unit tremendously. And it gives Grant an opportunity to just have a, a, a clear and, and defined role every single night. Uh, your job is to make open shots, rebound, and defend. That's all we're looking for you to do. Open shots, rebound, defend. You do those three things every night, you're going to play 25 minutes easy. Easy. All right, guys, quick pause. We want to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that is INSA. We're welcome, welcoming back INSA. INSA. Yep. Exactly. It's one of Massachusetts' premier cannabis dispensaries, INSA, I-N-S-A. Uh, their founders, Pat and Pete, they re-engineered the cannabis model uh, from what they sell to how they sell it. Uh, INSA dispensaries are inviting. They're modern. Uh, the staff are authorities on the science. Uh, they go in there. They can answer any question, difference between flowers, concentrates, uh, what you want to take for insomnia, anxiety. Edibles. Uh, hanging out with friends, whatever you want. They'll tell you exactly uh, what you need to fill your needs. Uh, World-class head chef there as well. And again, the founders, one thing we want to tell you about head them, they're chef. local. They're local. Uh, they're from They're from Western Mass. Salem. Not, yep. No. Oh, yeah. Located huh? in Salem. But There's a location in Salem. They're it's from Springfield. Bobby yeah, jumped the gun because the, the Salem location <laughs> is near his Stop house. Springfield. But they're lifelong pals from Springfield. Um, there's a couple of uh, locations out there, one near the MGM Casino. You can also go to East Hampton or, as Bobby said, Salem. Salem. This is the thing. Not enough people took advantage of this, so we're going to tell you about the deal one more time. If you go there and you mention that the Garden Report told you to stop by, mm -hmm. you get a T-shirt for a penny. That's literally all you have to do. And then you get anything else you want there, too. That's not on us, but the T-shirt is on us. One penny. You know what? And I have a couple T-shirts, and they're very comfy too. So yes. go to in get that green one. Otherwise, go to insa.com or call eight seven seven five hundred insa for any uh, inquiries you have about anything else uh, going on. But if you want the T-shirt for a penny, just mention the Garden Report. Go get yourself some. Once yeah, again, ha have a good time. Yeah, have a good time. Visit the various locations throughout Massachusetts. Or go to insa.com or call 877-500-INSA. Yeah. The reason why I would like the idea of Schroeder starting is mostly due to the fact that when Tatum's off, this team can't score. And he can give you instant offense. He's a guy that is pushing the pace, setting the tone out there, like you said, Sherrod. But you don't want these horrific starts to games where you go down 10, 15 points, 20 points in the first mm -hmm. half. And I feel like when Schroeder's out there, he kind of prevents that from happening because of the Although way that did happen plays. in San Antonio. No, it, it's not <laughs> foolproof, of course. It's not foolproof, yeah. right. No, but I think he at least makes it a little bit more difficult on the opposing team to jump out to those leads. And it kind of gives the Celtics 
a little bit of a spark. Now, if he doesn't start and Ime, you know, kind of notices it right away that this team is, you know, lackluster out of the gate, slow, no one's in no, the shot. Then be quick, quick you to put Schroeder in. Then who cares if he starts? I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I, I can't, I can't co-sign on the idea of, of Schroeder being that, you know, that stimulus package for a starting unit that includes not one but two All Stars. Oh, I know, yeah. but 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 I can't, but sorry, one of them's Jimmy. hurt, and one of them's hurt, ball, and the other yeah. one can't hit shots. So at some point, you need to find <laughs> offense somewhere. Well, to Sherrod's point, like if you get off to a bad start with Schroeder, it's it's like where are you going next? If you get off to a bad start with Grant, you know, you can take Grant off the floor, put in Horford, solidify things a little bit, take Schroeder off the bench to try to get a spark going. There's more of a rotation there and a balance between the two units, which is what they want. Uh, Richardson is going to continue to provide that, which is good. Uh, but like Grant, the point with Grant, and John brought this up originally, is you're not going to bring in Grant off the bench and just expect him to get rolling. You want him to be out there because he plays off the good players. It was almost like Rob last year. It was like, all right, Rob's limited off the bench because guys aren't setting him up. He's not playing with the best players. He's not accentuating the best players. So you put him out there with the starters, and he helps them, and they help him. And that's sort of the deal with Grant here. Like, if you look at Grant's numbers coming off the bench, they're terrible. He's shooting like 37% from the field. Mm -hmm. uh, and coming off the bench, he's shooting almost 50%. I mean, starting, he's almost 50% from three. So he just fits here better. And again, I'm sure everybody would start, you know, fit better with a starting unit than coming off the bench. But on a team where you want more guys involved than less, if he's going to actually be involved starting rather than coming off the bench and not being involved at all, I think right. you kind of make that accommodation, knowing that other guys will be able to continue to thrive coming off the bench like Schroeder, Richardson, Horford. You know, that's a pretty good second unit right there. Yeah. And I don't want to let Tatum or Brown off the hook by having a guy like Schroeder out there with that starting unit. I want them to be the focal points. I want them to evolve into guys that we can count on. And by we, I'm talking about Celtics Nation. They can count on to lead this team at the outset of games. Do they do as great a job as they should? No. Will they get better? I think so. Schroeder, I like in the role that he has as an, a stimulus package off the bench. <laughs> I don't want him with that first unit unless guys are out with injuries. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you, know, right. you get into I'm your the same team. way, and of course you could finish games too, but depending on the yeah. situation. That's why I was just going to say, rolling, just how other guys yeah. are rolling. Right, I think he ha right. typically is in there at the end Agreed. of games because of what he does give you on offense. So, like you said, it's not really always about who's starting; it's about Joe what Sway. makes the most sense. What's can we up, get to uh, the Can we get to the guy who won this game, please? Who won this game? Who won this game? I mean, Al Horford. No. Marcus Ooh. Smart. No, Marcus Smart. Smart. Like the that player of the month. Pop quiz was just like, um, um. Like, yeah, Joe Smith's like, like, who do we not talk about? You're right, though. We haven't study. talked about Marcus. We haven't talked about Marcus. Like, oh, but... he was so good again. Joe All right, Smith. we can talk Marcus. Joe you know Smith caught sleeping in class, dude. You know what? Jason Tatum <laughs> gave Marcus Smart that open three-pointer, I think, was was symbolic right. for the Celtics fans to see, right? Like, not only am I, not only am I sticking with the program, but. Mr. Uh, call everybody out guy, here you go, man. You got that one, and he knocks it down. You know, when he's shooting like that, that's when things come easy. But, of course, he wasn't just doing that. He was also being a playmaker out there. So, yeah, Smart had himself a great night. Absolutely. This is the, this is the Marcus Smart stuff these fans will take every single night. Yeah, 10 threes is a little high for my liking, but, I mean, he yeah, shot Yeah, that's true. Usually so, it's like 40%. 40% yeah, like is 40%. 40%. Yeah. Don't like right, that. And on a night when Tatum was struggling like he was, you'll take that. You will absolutely yeah, take right. that. Someone's got to shoot yeah. it and hit the shot. So, 
Yeah. But that's like a night where Schroeder would probably have taken a chunk of those. But, you know, if, if he's, obviously he's out, like someone's going to shoot the ball tonight. So you really can't get too upset with Marcus Smart taking those shots because, you know, in a night where, you know, Brown's got the minutes restriction, Schroeder's out, Tatum's missing everything. Like, hey, you know, credit to Marcus Smart. He, he's never going to shy away from taking the shot. But for him to go 7-16, of you'll take that from Marcus Smart any night. And he sure. had four turnovers, which was very Schroeder like. So. That is yeah. That's yeah, four, four, four turnovers. We'll, ta- we'll take half-time. four turnovers. Actually, four turnovers is a good night for Dennis. <laughs> yeah, Trump. yeah. <laughs> four, four is not bad. But you know what? The average Schroeder, is like three. This is so a Schroeder yeah. line. This is honestly a Schroeder line. Right? It is. Marcus Smart had a Schroeder line tonight. Yeah. Hey, if, you, if he's doing the smart things and adding in a Schroeder scoring line, that's a pretty good night from Smart. Wow, Bob. I thought you would resent that comment. I'm surprised. Hey, it's not eight. It's four. That's half. Um, <laughs> I thought you. I thought you didn't want Marcus's name anywhere near Schroeder's. Those are two completely different players, guys. I love them together. It's just not going to happen though, unless they're injured, which is fine. You know that's why you. But it that. happens late in games. It happens a lot. Yeah. Like, no, it's going to be a closing line. That's going to be the closing. Which is good. Right. They right. they complement each other well, and you know if I'm looking back in November, I think you know Wednesday is going to be what December first. So this is the last game of yeah. November. Yeah. Smart was the player of the month. You know, he set the tone on defense, passed. I think uh, this is 12 straight games with five assists now for him. Most of the month he's been five or more. Uh, he has gotten his scoring going, taken less threes most nights, not tonight, but had a good night doing it, uh, You know, taking the threes that he usually does, and winning the game from that area too, You know, hitting the big shots down the stretch. That's when you feel good about him. Along with the fact that he got the pick and roll going, you know, Horford has just been so depleted offensively. You put them two in the pick and roll in the fourth, and they make a little magic happen there. You don't have many pick and roll creators on this team, so when you can get smart that opportunity to push a seven nothing run running those sets, you know, this guy's still the best passer on the team by far. There's no close second to me, and you know, I don't think the full time point mm. guard thing worked with him, but playing that hybrid two role that he's back in now works well for him. And it's what made him a great player in the past. I think the load that Schroeder's taken off of him has allowed him to become one of the best defenders in the league again. You know, there was this, I don't ask me to explain it, but I saw this stat drip in terms of perimeter defense. Smart was number one out of all the perimeter defenders in the league right now. Steals leader, if you want to go with a throwback stat. So this guy is playing both ends right now, better than anyone on this team. And He's their net rating leader right there with Brown and Cantor. When he comes off the floor, and I saw this against the Spurs, things just fall apart. Uh, so smart. Like, I think we started a question whether he was declining last year, and fairly so. You know, at this age and these miles and the bumps and bruises he's accumulated, he looks as good as he ever has to me. And but it's you know just what, awesome. Yeah, I don't think he was declining, though. I think, I think we all agree that his defense may have taken a step back. But I don't his think defense he, took I, a step anything, back. But that's who he is. like the contract was about him going into it, stepping into his prime, right? But sorry, Sherrod, go ahead. Not to cut you no, off. No, I was going to say, I think what, what, what we're seeing is, and, and think about this for a second. When you look at Marcus Smart's time in Boston, other than last season, that was the first season where the team's identity had little to do with defense. And I don't think it was a coincidence that that just happened to be Marcus Smart's, I think, his worst season as a Celtic. He didn't have the guys around him that understood, frankly, how that team could be successful. Yeah, but Sherrod, how did he he compensate, though? This is the part that I feel like Celtics fans forget. 
He tried to do too much on the offensive. He tried end, to do right? too much. He tried. He tried. He tried something different that they were doing, and it didn't work for them. It didn't work for him. So this right. year, Ime comes in. He's like, "Fellas, we got to get back to playing defense." And even though we're switching everything, it took them a minute to realize you don't need to switch every damn time the ball is passed to another guy. You can actually stay with your man for a minute or two. It took right. them a while to figure that out, and I think this team—they've gotten back to being a team whose identity is rooted in defense. And that's when you're going to get the best out of Marcus Smart all around. I think his entire game is better when he's surrounded in a culture that's about playing defense. Because what they did last year, that wasn't defense. That was more oh, like defense. Oh, it was defense. so bad. That was oh. defense. There, was no, there wasn't much D in that. If it was, it was like lowercase D. Small font <laughs> D. It was not the, the big D that we're used to. And, and to go into a season expecting them to be in play for number one like I thought they could – and see it drop to 30 for a number of stretches last yeah. year, especially like the tail end of the season. It like dropped right. off the map. Uh, that was yeah, but Bobby, horrifying. you love that team. That bubble team, I think that's your favorite Celtics team. No, the one last oh, God, year. No. The, bubble team, yeah. He, love, he loves talking about the bubble team. I do yeah, love that's playing just favorite team. Yeah, the bubble team. I think out of the last five years, team. that's your favorite Celtics team, I think. 18 is, takes the cake, as it should for everybody. But 20 was right there with it. You know, two Eastern Conference Eight Finals trips. Smart, I think we all we all agree. Defensively, he's been on another level than he was at any point last season. Offensively, to me, though, still way off that three-point shot. I know 40% tonight, 4 of 10. But overall, I think he's below 30. I'm fairly certain he's below 30% on the year. Um, still not a guy that I want shooting the three, um, certainly not 10 times a game. But like I said, on a night where you're looking for anything to spark you offensively, I'll take it. But I don't want it to become the norm. I, you know, I think we all like Marcus Smart in that field goal range of closer to 10 field goals attempts a game. Um, never mind 10 three-point field goal attempts a game. So um, I think he needs to continue to do what he's doing on the defensive end, give the game what it needs on offense. Tonight it, may, it needed a little bit of more of his shooting, and that's what he gave it. So credit to him. Um, you know, if, if Tatum's going to be going through this funk, you know, off and on, I know he had like, what, four straight games of 30 points, and now he – you know, he, he does, he is prone to these, prone to these type of performances or disappearances on the offensive end. And when that happens, sometimes it takes a little bit for the rest of the offense to sort of adapt to that and say, okay, well, it looks like I might need to take a little bit of the scoring load tonight. And that's kind of what Smart did tonight. So credit to him. I don't want it to become the norm, but at the same time, obviously I don't want Jason Tatum to go two for whatever. I don't want that to be the norm either. So you kind of have to have one or the other. You can't have nobody taking shots or hitting shots on any given night or you're going to lose this is a game you won you can get a game a w out of a game where tatum struggles so much on the offensive end then you'll take that well the thing about thing about smart though is is he's going to have more games like this where he's going to make shots because just the law of averages says that his average is going to go up it's not going to go up a ton because he's a low to mid 30% shooter from three-point. Yeah, he's not going to shoot 22% all year yeah, long. Right? Yeah, but his numbers are, are definitely going to go up because he puts he puts too much time in for them not to. And, and to be honest with you, I think he's slowly but surely figuring out how to be a three-point shooter with this group and not be a shot chucker in the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, there mm-hmm. seems to be there seems to be a little bit more a selectivity about him yeah. in his shots. Like, I would say the last week, couple of weeks, then we saw at the beginning of the season where it just seemed like he was just taking any and every damn three point shot that he saw his sights set on, and that right. I don't think he's doing as much of that anymore. 
Uh, and that's a good thing because I, he shouldn't be taking 10, 12 threes a game. I mean, he, if he takes 10 one night, he should maybe only take maybe two or three another night. Mm-hmm. Uh, there needs to be more, there needs to be balance. And I think he's, I think he's understanding that. Yeah. And to speak to Jimmy's, had, oh, go ahead, Josue. No, I was just going to say, I think a lot of it had to do Sherrod with just, just being left open so much, like frustratingly just disrespected. I feel like used to get into his head. Like, it, you know, obviously coupled with the fact that, you know, guys were kind of just doing the same, sort of doing what they want to do. You know, other guys' approach were similar to what we saw from Marcus. So Marcus, I thought, was sort of thinking, well, I could do the same thing and try to save the day, and it just didn't work out most nights throughout the course of the season last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to speak to Jimmy's, this is what I find most interesting about this team is they try to find themselves in a facilitator sense. There's still no go-to guy in that regard because Smart hasn't become that. I think some people pictured in their head him becoming the lead point guard. That's what people wanted, All the yeah. time and set yeah. people up. It's not there, and I don't think they play a style that allows that to be there. Even Tatum, like, they've tried to get him to be the playmaker, Brown to be the playmaker, but it always just ends up becoming by committee. And yeah. the thing that is so difficult Did for you just me big to... screen yourself? No, I didn't. Was that Joe Sway? <laughs> Jimmy, you yeah, just... I got to put my charger on. Go ahead. Listen, keep, keep talking. Jimmy oh, just... Tra- <laughs> <laughs> Strategic... <laughs> Producer move by Joe Sway and Jimmy just tore it in half. But anyway. yep, 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 you saw that, right, Bobby? Thank you. Thank you. But, you but Bobby, on. you were producing, so I thought you just big screened yourself. You're like, oh, I want everyone to see the point I'm about to make. That's oh, what I and here goes now Joe Sway is big screening himself. Now Joe Sway is big screening himself. He do? doesn't know what. Just wait, are you in like an interrogation room or something? No, man. Sorry, man? sorry, Bobby. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you saying? <laughs> oh, I mean, there goes the thought. Continue. Thank you, yeah, sorry, dude. There goes the thought. My bad. So who who is the go-to guy? Is it like who are you turning to down the stretch of a game when you need some creation here? And that's that's probably a big issue in the fourth quarter, right? I've asked Al about this. Like, you guys don't know who your lead ball handler is. It just flows through the game and all of a sudden Tatum's not finding his scoring so he's passing a little bit and maybe Smart decides he wants to do some PNR down the stretch oh Jalen Brown opening night he's running the offense it's great like I think it works throughout the course of games this by committee approach defenses don't know where the ball is going it's swinging but then it comes down to the final stretch there and for a team that's last in net rating in the fourth I think it's a fair question like does is this style conducive to a team being able to close games when you don't really know who is your lead ball handler. You don't have a Chris Paul. You don't have a, a, a Kyle Lowry or Jimmy Butler, one of these guys who you know the ball is going to be in their hands, LeBron. It's, it's been like this for a while with the Celtics, and I do wonder if it's an asset or a detriment. Well, I think the, the person that, that's supposed to be is Tatum. I mean, he's the guy. He's the guy that should have the ball in his hands down a stretch, making plays for himself or others. He's shown the ability to create for others. He's obviously shown the ability to get his own shot. To me, down the stretch, it really shouldn't be much of a de- debate between either, it's either him or Jalen Brown. But I think Tatum is the guy uh, that should be in that role. Yo, Bobby, get in here. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think? I don't even know what the hell we're talking about right now. Does Jimmy get a big screen now? <laughs> no, don't big screen me. Facilitating? No, I mean... I, Who's your play? It, who's uh, down the stretch? Who's the guy that's going to have the rock and is going to basically pull the I trigger? I think Smart's trying to prove to everyone that he's the guy. I mean, it's got to be that's what I'm getting at. Here. So I like it. If you're at, the you at the end of the, what do you mean? At the end of the game, the ball goes in the hands of your best player, regardless of how working. it gets there. But and it, let's it's going to have to work. 
it's gonna have to work at some point, or else the whole yeah. thing is the whole plan is effed. Then you need just your best player to the system. Like, if yeah. you don't give the ball, the I mean, it's not rocket science. Ask any team in the NBA. You know, like they're gonna try to get the ball into the hands of the best player, whether it's Tatum or Brown on any given night. Typically, that's who it goes. Your best to. play, your best player is usually your best passer, and that's the difference on this team. Like, there's number of guys who are decent passers. Smart's probably the best by a little bit. So it's just so spread out. I mean. They're trying to make it work with Tatum, but we're in year two of this. And I, you know, I still haven't dove into the numbers of like those last shot. It was good for him at some point last year, like last shot, game time, go ahead. It probably isn't as good now, just based off the last stretch 20 games here where they've given him those opportunities. Uh, the ball obviously stagnates late in games, which we've talked about a million times. Smart's a guy who, whose intention from the start, as much as we bemoan some crazy shots, is move the ball like he's always looking to do that guys cut off him he posts up in the lane and they're running to the basket he's finding guys in different spots he's running the pick and roll which you know i think we haven't seen rob in a little while here but rob has not gotten the ball nearly enough and smart's really the only guy i think who looks for him consistently so i guess the only problem with smart is that he isn't a threat to score in crunch time right but you he's gonna find a guy who can what I what I I'm still struggling to understand is is why we don't see in late game situations more Jalen Brown Jason Tatum pick and rolls where because yes. because here's the thing you have two like guys who can drop fifty who pretty much give you fifty points every night in the last twelve minutes of a game I kind of wanted teams to have to pick their poison with those guys right. Uh, because one of those guys, almost every possession in a late game situation, is going to have a mismatch. It's just a matter of do you. Nobody likes rolling in this league. I mean, I don't like... know. I don't understand why that is, especially when there's there's, there's no rim protection. No one has yeah. rim protection. You don't have you know the Kimbe Mutombo waiting for you around the paint. You don't have a Patrick. You don't have any. Yeah, they don't even let you do that anymore. Yeah, imagine if they didn't have defense. Like ben three Simmons, seconds Russell anymore. Westbrook, some of these guys who would be dominant rollers just refuse to do it and tatum's one of them like and i'm, you I'm imagine I'm really, tatum and I'm, I'm really hoping at some point and i'm and i keep i keep this in the back of my mind thinking that okay this is part of their master plan they're not going to show us this now because they're waiting <laughs> till we get later in the season no they need everybody the playoffs, else to buy in. and then yeah. bam hit you with the tatum brown pick and roll and then we're gonna be like oh shit, <laughs> what? someone said this to me on twitter and it's That's so true what I'm waiting for I, I wish I had their ad because this was such a great tweet. They were like, I only have YMCA experience, but like at the Y, like the best players are kind of running pick and roll off each other. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Absolutely. And yeah, it's so I think true. You, gotta, you got everyone else to buy in first, right? And then, yeah, I went to Sharon. Then that's the next step. Oh, sure. It, it makes it makes so much sense it, so to the point where I, I got to believe that it's in like – they're gonna pull it out for the playing tournament. The thirty-page playbook, and we're just we're just we're at like chapter sixteen right now. We got a ways to go before we get there, but it's in there because otherwise it doesn't make sense to have two elite players who can score the way they can and not utilize their strengths to be able to play off each other when the games matter most. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're gonna find out a lot about this team because we're what twenty plus games in, right? We got a huge West Coast road trip. The Celtics heading back home for one more at home before they head out. Uh, on the road for five straight. So going into this Philadelphia game, obviously this is a good chance for them to, to send a message or at least just have that kind of win 
to carry over into the West Coast road trip and, and, and bode the confidence that they need to, to pull through that because it's not going to get much easier on the West Coast. No, no. They're, they're doing a better job, I think, the last couple of weeks of really trying to establish the post game. And not, not your traditional guy goes in the post and just looks for the rock. Ashley attacking, trying to finish at the rim. Josh Richardson in that mid-range game has been great. Tatum has looked to go in the post a little bit more. Not as much as I wish he did. Your boy Romeo's trying. Your boy Romeo's trying a little bit. Right. And Romeo is doing his damn thing. Shout out to my man, Rome. Cutting Uh, through. Doing his damn thing. But (laughs) Stock's looking right. I still want to see Tatum and Brown in very intentional pairings. Pick and roll. Setting screens. What's that? What's that? I thought you were counting the passes between here. I wasn't counting them tonight. I noticed one in the fourth, but it was after Jalen drove to the <laughs> you know, rim. You don't count no passes. Hell <laughs> no, I'm not counting no damn passes. Potential assists, potential <laughs> passes. He's got the Jimmy's one, all about two, the potential three, assist four, stat. That's five. his favorite stat. That's my favorite like, Actually, stat. Jason Tatum had 22 potential assists tonight. No, there was, there was, one, there was one possession on the South, offensive possession for Celtics where Jalen Brown got the ball. And didn't really look for anybody. Drove, missed, got his rebound, then dished it back out. And then got the ball back again. Then passed it to Tatum. And then Tatum just kind of head down, sort of tried to get his shot off and missed that one too. So that was kind of a microcosm of the season, I thought, right there in that one possession. But um, I didn't see a whole lot of – I mean, Bobby, you're the one who's been tracking it a little bit more than I have been. I know that. Yeah, obviously. Their lack of passing. It was two last game, which was just absurd no matter the standard. And everyone's like, oh, what are the other stars doing? And like, oh, like, it's so low that it's hard to like even have a reference point and like compare it to other things. Like it's lower than other stars in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have the numbers for this game, but it did seem like they did it a little bit more often. And if you look back, there is a possibility of them doing it far more than they are. That opening night in New York, you know, Sherrod and I were there. When Brown had the ball for almost that whole game, there was like 17 passes between them. They were getting on the break. They were feeding each other on the break. The pace that they played at allowed them mm-hmm. to kind of push each other out in transition. And I almost wonder in this dream world that we're probably never going to see, if Tatum was playing off Brown, would there be a little bit more balance between them? Because, what you know, it's some fault of Brown's too. Josue has talked about this plenty. Like, Brown's just stuck in the corner, sulking almost when Tatum's on the ball and doing what he's doing. You got a cut, like Grant's doing, like Richardson's doing. He has the ability. Brown's an explosive guy. Mm-hmm. Get a backline alley-oop from Tatum. Will we ever see that? Should we take money on it now? I don't, <laughs> I'm don't. i dying to see it. <laughs> Backdoor cut like Avery Bradley back in the day? Yeah. Well, you saw it a little remembers. bit a couple nights ago when, when no one could have scored throughout that drought. <laughs> I, he's got to show some Taylor film. Tried. He loves showing film. He's got to show some film of that Isaiah team because it. I said this the other day. Lord knows it wasn't the best group of shooters, wasn't the best group of offensive players in general. Isaiah was not Oh, I, Chris I, I Paul. think Al's talking about that stuff. No, Bobby? Maybe. He could yeah, be. I think smart. Al remembers like what they need to look like in terms of pace. He's talked about that a ton in terms of who they want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Al would even handle the rock and set things up a little bit back then, mm-hmm. which he doesn't do anymore. I mean, there was so much creative stuff under Brad. And I don't think it's a lack of creativity by Emei. There's just a rigidness in terms of the players here and what they want to do and how they think the game should come to them. I mean, the pick and roll thing with Brown and Tatum that Sherrod mentioned is just so easy. I mean, Isaiah and Jay showed up via trade one day and just started doing it, and it worked. Uh, it was so easy for those two. And 
you know, the way you got other guys involved, like Olenek on pick and pops and uh, Bradley on those cuts, like you talk about Jimmy, there was just movement galore on that team. And it was, it looked natural. I don't think it was hard for those guys to break into that. And again, they weren't the most talented players in the world, but you got great three point shooting with Bradley and Crowder on the wings. Uh, you got great pace from those guys stops on a team that did not have the best defensive personnel. They just made it work. And, you know, maybe it wasn't easy. It, they made it look easy. And this team somehow, even with more talent, makes it look difficult to run offense. That's true, Bobby. Jay Crowder well, is not walking through that door. I think Man, every Celtic fan though. feels every that time. way. Like, you know, he, used to, he used to walk through that door, but not anymore. Yeah. Sure, what do you got? They want to go. I mean, this matchup against Philly, I, I think I think back to because of the way Grant's been playing lately, I think back to uh the, the last time Grant went up against Joel Embiid and the Sixers and it wasn't so great for him. So this is redemption time, right? That's just one angle I'm working with here heading <laughs> into this one. But what do you what do you what do you got? I want to see Joel's daddy back in the game doing daddy things. And I'm talking about Big Daddy Al Horford. (laughs) We all all have been around this team long enough to remember when it wasn't that long ago where Al kind of owned him. Uh, And Al, I don't know if Al still has the the exclusive rights to him like he did before inside inside his head. But I would hope that for one game Al could could, could bring that back, could could just kind of dust off the papers and just say, bam. Remember, I own I st- you. I still got that, right. <laughs> I still own you. Mm-hmm. Right. I would like to see that because I, I, that's, to me, again, you're going to, Joel is such a dominant force now, such a dominant force that you're going to need any and every potential edge mentally to, to end the fact that he's still working his way back from COVID, which is crazy because he doesn't look like he's missed the day, uh, even though he missed a number of games, you know, being out. Al's going to be a big part of this game. I, I just – I can't really count on Rob uh, because Rob may play. He may not play. I don't know. So I can't – Ennis, I think, he's going to give you all I'm that he even, can. Yeah. But I don't know if this is, a, is an ideal game for Ennis to have one of those 10 rebounds in 21 minutes kind of games. Al's the one guy that can do, I think, really give you a shot at beating him. And obviously, Grant, uh, if Joel is not going to respect him when he's out there, Grant's got to make him pay. He has to make him pay. Well, no, the thing the thing for me with Grant is what <laughs> Grant's going to make Joel pay? pay? Ain't that something? <laughs> Ain't that something? But here's the, the, thing, this, but Jimmy, the thing. This is with, the thing with, that we do know. Jimmy, we do know, <laughs> we do know that Grant will try and guard Joel. Sure. Joel will totally. not try and guard Grant if he doesn't no. have to. So he's got to make afraid. him pay. That is true. Grant's got to make him yeah. pay for that. This is going to be a game where we start Grant. If he hits those shots. He's got to trouble. I, well, I can see Grant picking up two quick fouls in that first quarter. So you well, that's the yeah, problem. It's <laughs> so difficult to guard and bead where Definitely. it's like you really do need all hands on deck because yeah. you just need for the fouls alone uh, right. sometimes trying to cover him. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you if Grant, want him to shoot down that confidence. That's what I mean going into this one. And the Grant, Celtics, they, they do foul quite a bit. As they should. Send his ass to the free throw line. If MB shoots 13 free throws, that's a that's a success. <laughs> like that's how so, you know, so Bobby he usually has 20 against the Celtics. He always does. Bobby, you correctly called that the Nets would probably blow up the Celtics and they did. What are you uh predicting for Wednesday night with the Sixers in town? You gotta win. I mean, Embiid was just off for three weeks, whatever it was. 
I mean, no, no, I think not, he said. I think he said. Yeah, he, I'm not looking for a pump up speech, dude. Like, I was wondering. I'm wondering <laughs> no, what, they're gonna what win. You Jimmy, gonna... Jimmy's like, don't give me the propaganda. Just give me yeah, the dude. pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting them. I'm expecting them to win. I don't think well, they're regulars. He got the magic been... ball. You know, I mean, that's what he said. You know? I I don't think their regulars have been back long enough to find rhythm. Uh, we know Embiid. It takes him a little while with the conditioning, and he was out for nine days with COVID. Nine, nine games, right, Sherrod? Not even nine yeah. days. It was nine. And he said it, he said it was pretty pretty bad for him too. Yeah, he had a bad case, and they lost to Minnesota in overtime uh, on Saturday. So uh, they'll have a little bit of a break here too, I believe. Not as big as the Celtics. They're going to get a couple of days here, and they should be fully loaded. Like Rob's, in terms of Richardson, the time it took him to recover, Rob should be back. Schroeder, you may said today, will be back for that game in all likelihood. So you're finally going to have a fully loaded roster. <laughs> Barring any Romeo report, you know how Romeo's name just sometimes appears on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Leave my guy alone. That's my guy. Straight cat ass. So, <laughs> bruised elbow. So it's so, got a lot going like, on. You know, we so, were hey, in this spot last year. Like when it all came together, when everyone was there, it looked good. And I think the Celtics are at a spot now where it did. They have the full arsenal. Yeah, remember the nine, uh, 11 games Jimmy's there? Jimmy's like, wait, wait, what, what happened? You had about Probably, eleven. If you games go back to like the first few games of the year. Again, I'll kill you. No, we're always talking, talking about, about like Rob... the start of the season seven and two. Like <laughs> when Rob became the starter and they went on that little nine and two okay. run there. That's when they were moderately. We haven't seen that there. Rob yet this season. Maybe in like yeah. very but rare Rob's instances. been good. You know, he hasn't been explosive, but he's been good. He's the best net rating player, and the offense looks much better with him out there. So you gotta win this one. You do. You can attack their wings. Like get Tatum on Curry. Get Tatum on Maxi. Some of these smaller guys. Let him go to work. Round two. Um, the rim protection with Embiid's a problem. You're going to have a tough time getting to the interior. But if you have Grant out there and, you know, hopefully Horford's starting to break out of this offensive slump a little bit, you should be able to get some shots on the perimeter against him too. And the Celtics definitely have the personnel to slow them down on defense. Um, you know, with Cantor and all these bigs that you mentioned, Horford, different guys you can throw at Embiid. I'll be disappointed if they lose this one. I know it's a good team, but the Celtics are just playing better than the 76ers right now. So you got to go and beat them on the home floor. Ben Simmons isn't out there. Like, I, I, they're playing better without Simmons, but Simmons was a guy who really hurt the Celtics in the past. So take mm-hmm. advantage of that. Take advantage of Embiid just getting back on his feet. And, uh, you know, show that your depth is better too. I think the Celtics' depth is better than the 76ers' depth. I think, Bobby, you just tapped into me. The, 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 I mean, it's the no-brainer, duh, elephant in the room. And that is no Ben Simmons. Uh, I, I, I will disagree with you, though. They're not playing better without Ben because with Ben, they were the top team in the East a year That's ago. True. Without him, they're below the Celtics or around where the Celtics are. They're a 500 team without Ben Simmons. Uh, and obviously they've missed Joel for a number of games, and that's certainly dropped him down. But even before Joel got hurt, they weren't exactly running away with the East. Uh, <laughs> Isn't this so, something? Like three that? games in two weeks, you're just like, Where's John Wall? Oh, he's just hanging out. Where's Kyrie? Oh, he's he's not there. Ben Simmons? Is he hurt? No, oh, he's just not there. Like that's where the league is right now. <laughs> it is now. crazy, man. It's crazy. He's just not there. Yeah. Nobody wants to play. Yeah. That's the NBA still, where we don't play. The checks are still coming in on the first and fifteen. Well, maybe not so much for Ben, but the other guys. Well, John's you know trying what, to though? secure that bag right now, right? John's talking about coming back. John Wall. You know what though? The league moves on. Does anyone even – those guys are out of sight, out of mind for the most part. Like, the league is not missing those players. I mean, as good as they are. I mean, imagine the league without Kyrie Irving. Yeah, actually. I mean, I have. a great I've player. Seen it. It's all yeah. right. You know, there's so many yeah. stars that they can get by, especially <laughs> yeah. on those teams. But, man, like, 
I wonder if these guys even... are starting to realize it. It's like, hey, you know what? I actually maybe don't have as much pull as I thought I did. Um, you know, everyone's kind of forgetting about me over here. and Especially John Wall. I mean, he, Especially he, John he, Wall. He's become that a thing in the NBA. Well, everyone thought that history would repeat itself. The way what happened with James Harden, the way, you know, the, the way players typically get themselves out of situations where they handpick a team, they take all their assets for what it's worth, and they make that trade. I think mm -hmm. that's what that was the formula. I think John Wall was was thinking was going to happen, or listen, someone on like uh, someone like Ben Simmons thought was going to happen. Listen on the SS bullshit ship that James Harden was able to get on. He was the yeah. last one. That ship ain't coming back for the rest of y'all. If you think that you can <laughs> get where you want to get to, and, hey, and be cool and Zion's going to try to do it a and, different way, and want to win a better team, that ship is not coming into your port. You're going to have to take some kind of L, either money-wise or a crappy team. Teams aren't, play. Giving, aren't giving up real assets for guys no more. No, not with, especially you know with Ben. I mean, again, Ben, he's got the mental health issues, and and you know, I'm all for him getting all the care and treatment that he needs to deal with that because that stuff is real. But that being said, even before that became a topic of discussion, you were seen in, in the eyes of many as damaged goods, mm -hmm. not because of the mental health, but just because of your game. Your game was the issue, not anything right. else other than your game. And with John Wall, it's your health and that damn contract. Now, Russell Westbrook gave everyone hope that you could have a badass contract and wind up in a good situation. Only problem is you're a bad fit. He's a bad fit in LA. And John Wall has to figure out what's going to be a good fit for him. Ben Simmons has to figure out what's going to be a good fit for him. And their teams have to figure out how can we get something of value in return for them. That but they're not going to get anything yeah. if they don't get on the court. Yeah. Like ben right. Simmons has to play. Yeah. But but if yeah, he does, that. and, and that's what I'm that's why I'm, I'm I'm struggling to understand why. Well, I understand why he doesn't want to play another game in Philly because I'm gonna tell you right now that and don't let it be a home game. If you're Ben, you make your debut on the road. Yeah, he's gonna get worse. He's gonna get a, a thousand times worse at Philly. Everybody. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I think it's bad either way. Oh, it's bad there... either way, but it's worse at home. It is be worse. way worse at home. It will be so much worse at home. In fact, that is where you play a game on the road, and then you take what strategic rest, load management when you get yeah, home. Yeah. You take that load yeah. management yeah. game when you get home. That's not a bad idea. Are we going to get any Ben Simmons rumors this week with the Celtics coming? Celtics Sixers coming Please, up? No. You know that something's going to come up. We know. had a week finally. I do the notebook. You know, Sherrod used to do it over at BSJ. I still this think week, it might be. I don't know. This, might be too this early. This week I, I sat down, Philadelphia. I'm like, all right, let me put it in there. Ben Simmons on Google. And finally, there was no Ben Simmons headlines. <laughs> Just a week of. It's the calm before the storm. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. had relaxation. Listen, ben, ben understands that, look, I got to get my ass back out there and play. Not only to up my value. But to get much so making some money, yeah, exactly. I can start to get a little thin. Why don't it's no. Christmas time? Seriously, I can get a little thin. Hey, inflation's real. Hey, inflation with no job, you getting paid is real. Mm -hmm. I that's mean, that's ben, an awkward dinner. That's an awkward holiday dinner. This is how we'll settle it. PR battle. So okay. you come up with a decision, Ben? No, okay, all right, cool. cool. Yeah, you can just spin around like. All right. Who's gonna so, wait, so, ben, so I'm not getting that really nice Christmas present this year. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're not working. My bad. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about another time. We'll talk about another time. My bad. My yeah. Bad. Simmons texting the family. Hey guys, wallet's a little tight this year. You know, we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip doing gifts this year. Just don't start a GoFundMe campaign, Ben. Just don't yeah. do that. <laughs>
All right. With that, we're going to wrap this one up, guys. Uh, Celtics, Sixers, we got a couple of nights off. Uh, Wednesday night at TD Garden. Bobby will be in the building. Shra, you going to be there? You know it. There you go. We might have a com.com sponsor, so why don't we just say shout out com.com slash garden for 40% off. Uh, The world's number one sleep and meditation app. I use it. You guys know I use it. I won't turn it on right now. I'll spare you guys. But Thank you, um, Jimmy. It is, um, you know, on a Sunday night. Oh, it's perfect. On a Sunday night, toss that on. I'll toss that on after the show. Calm down from the show a little bit. Jimmy's going to probably wind up writing a song about calm. I can I see that. Yeah, they're going to feature I got, him. I, I think they're going to put right here, actually. You hear that we, calm? He'll do it for free. We thought about yeah, I'll put John a little jingle together. We thought about putting John right next to LeBron. It wasn't calm enough. Not even close. <laughs> oh, no. try Imagine ASMR, car. John. Jeez. That's funny. Yeah, no. That would that would give a lot of people. John's on the night. loud now. <laughs> it yeah, would be like a, upset but calmly like upset about, about the self. You gotta go the loud app for John. Yeah, there's an app called Anger. It's re- it's a red icon. It's just like everything's noisy and oh, just. Geez. Can we disturbed. get back that? Remember the meter, Jimmy? Like we've been talking about. Oh, this, we do. Oh that yeah, meter. that's right. Yeah. Well, this team hasn't been that. That's the panic meter. That's the panic meter. The panic meter. Where was, Nick, Nick Joso, I think he's in the Jimmy. chat. Nick, Nick designed that, so we'll have to have him uh, send it over. I think I think I was higher, but Jimmy and I were like, yeah, we're yeah. It, the, Bobby the was obviously the lowest. It was Bobby. I Jeff think Sherrod's gonna John. squeeze in the middle. We need to we need to find yeah a spot for yeah, Panic yeah. meter. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm 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 like on the far end. Not that worried. Yeah. I'm good. I'm calm. I'm calm. Yeah, you're calm. So <laughs> calm.com/slash/guardian forty percent off for the premium subscription um and it's another whole other world once you get that premium subscription you don't even know it's a whole different that's right and it's a really good deal guys seriously head over to calm.com slash garden get that 40 percent off and uh come back here wednesday night guys josue has got a couple premium subscriptions i think but we'll uh we'll break it all down for you do it all over (laughs) again sherrod bobby at td garden it'll be fun we're out of here guys peace bounce let's try the, the last what few hours of our Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, for Jimmy Toscano, Aisha Blakely, Bobby Manning, I am Joe Sweet.